een leuke en creatieve manier... terwijl mensen worden aangemoedigd condooms te gebruiken. Doe mee met het vieren van Internationale Condoomdag... door iedereen eraan te herinneren dat condooms always in fashion zijn. Ga naar gratishivtest.nl om uw dichtstbijzijnde locatie te vinden... voor gratis condooms en gratis HIV-tests. Iedereen is welkom. gratishivtest.nl Je luistert naar Radio Zuidoost. 24 uur per dag vanuit het hart van de Belmer. Via kabel, salto.nl en 105.2 FM in de Ether. Op een leuke en creatieve manier, terwijl mensen worden aangemoedigd.
I'd like to say good morning and a warm welcome to Radio Voice of Niger. My name is Apostle Larry Dawkins. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Good Morning Show on Radio Razo, transmitting right now. 105.2 megahertz on ETA, 103.8 on cable. It's a joy to be with you again. It's the right time to call upon the Lord early in the morning. I want us to pray to commit the show to the hands of the Lord. And so just get yourself ready, whatever you are, and let's bow our knees and our heads in prayer. And Father, we thank you. We glorify you for another day, another week. Thank you for all you have brought us through. Thank you for what is ahead of us. For we know that all things shall work together for our good. Thank you for our listeners out there. Every home we are reaching right now. Bless them. Protect them. Save them. Help them. Whatever the situation may be with them, oh God, we know you are the answer. Wash us this morning by the blood of the Lamb of God from all unrighteousness. And cause your word to light our paths. That we may walk in truth, walk in integrity, walk in the fear of the Lord. We give you glory today. Bless this broadcast and use it for your glory. Touch lives with it. Encourage someone, help someone. This we ask in Jesus' name. Can I hear a big amen? And amen. Hallelujah. My help, my... Yes. As you're used to by now, this is our inspirational segment. So you'll be hearing some gospel music. And then uh, half, uh, 30 minutes past the hour, we will be bringing to you uh, as additional word, themed The Miracles of Jesus by Apostle Hilary Ruth Dockino.
When the fearsome news of the corona pandemic broke, public health professionals promptly prescribed three core safety measures to protect each of us against the virus. These are wearing of protective masks, keeping a social distance of 1.5 meters in our households where possible, at church, the market, in shops, or other public spaces, washing our hands regularly with soap or sanitizing our hands with disinfectant gel. It is also advised we stay at home when convenient, get tested free of charge with or without symptoms and preferably self-isolate when needed. We are no longer in normal times. The things we are used to, the large in-person congregations, the funerals, the parties and the likes have now become super spreaders of the deadly virus. Don't be a doubting Thomas. Coronavirus is real and highly contagious. The interest of the community and society at large will be best served if we all observe the basic safety protocols and refrain from the large gatherings until it becomes safe again for such social activities. Let's be our brother's keeper and celebrate the gallant ones among us, those on the front lines, those in self-isolation to keep the rest of us safe, those battling for their lives, the scientists, the health experts, and importantly too, remember those we have lost and the families grieving. Be part of concerted efforts to stop further spread of the deadly virus and save more lives, protecting one another together against corona. This message is brought to you by the Focus Group on Corona Awareness for the Ghanaian community in Amsterdam and supported by the city of Amsterdam. Yes, you heard it loud and clear. So we all want to take precautions against this terrible virus. All right. We'll be reminding you from time to time 
uh, with this message. We're still in our inspirational segment, so that was just a quick uh, uh, promo concerning the virus uh, campaign to stop the virus within our community. I would like to bring to you uh, the psalm of the day. So to spice up your spirit, man, to prime you up for great exploits today and for the rest of the week. Now, this psalm is taken from the 27th Psalm of the Bible, a psalm of David. He says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. 
of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, this in this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me? He shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. May that be your encouragement today that the Lord will lift up your head above those of your enemies so you can offer unto him sacrifices of joy. Amen.
time for the word of God. I hope you're ready. Stick with me, don't go away.
So look at the qualities of Matano. He was what? A good man. A good man. The Bible called him a good man. The Bible called him a man that was uh, full of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit? See? He was full of faith. And then the Bible also said he, he was a man full of faith. <laughs> so, do you see that? You see, the goodness of God in the life of this man began to be manifested to the point that people can testify that indeed he was a good man, he was full of the Holy Spirit, and he was full of faith. Why did they send such a man to go and meet Saul? Because they know that he wasn't just going to go and meet ordinary person, he was just going to go and meet somebody who had once been persecuting the church, who was full of wisdom, who was, you know, who had become so learned in the secular world. So they needed somebody that would have, would be able to contend this man to him. The goodness he displayed made them, made others who saw them to now say, indeed, these are Christians. Christians means followers of Christ. Are you hearing me? They, 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 that word, Christian, means a follower. And a follower of Christ is a disciple. Or a disciple is a follower of Christ. Then the question is, if you become a matured Christian, then you are now a disciple. And then my question is, are you a disciple? Are you really, really a true follower of Christ? This morning, I encourage you to know that you can only be called that word, that name, Christian, when they have seen people, the outside world, have seen that you are really displaying the nature of Christ. Let me read what I saw. Somebody posted on Facebook or WhatsApp and it really touched me. Qualities of a matured Christian. Say, one, they speak the truth at all times.
an acceptable will of God for you in this very season. As long as you are praying every day, God will speak to you. I pray that you will become a good listener so that you don't only speak to God, but you learn to listen. Mature Christians, they hardly take offense. Wow, I love this one. Yes, even the Bible tells us offense will abound and offense will come. But woe unto the person from whom offense comes. Because of offense, people leave the body of Christ. Because of offense, people leave relationships. Because of offense, people are wounded and they leave their jobs. Because of offense, nobody is ready to trust anybody. But mature Christians can go through offense. They can, they, they can put up. They can, they can really endure offense and overcome it. <laughs> you don't need to break out from relationships when offense comes up. But, but endure it and go through it. And that will be a very good mark. That people will look into your life and say, Ah, this man, this woman, she doesn't take offense. So you can say anything. And she has a way of just playing through the whole thing and then Offense doesn't stay continuously. It comes and it goes. So but the, your ability to handle it when it comes. Would what will show that you are a mature Christian? Look at this. He said, Mature Christians are quick to forgive. Is it true? Yes, it is. Without forgiveness, your sins can never be written off. So if you want your sins to be written off by God the Father, you also must learn to forgive. You forgive and then. You can go before God boldly because you're forgiving somebody else, and then you can also ask God to forgive you. But what do we have? Immature Christians are not. It's, when I talk about immature, I'm not talking about just uh, people who are not to school. I'm talking about people who have even been in, in church for, for, for years, but they have not grown to become mature. Because of little, little spots here and there, they take offense, they carry unforgiveness, and, 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 they, and they carry bitterness, and they, they sow that seed of bitterness from generation to generation. They are never happy worshiping God. Today I pray that you will become, you will be, you will be set free. I pray that the Lord will help you. Let me tell you, my Christians are reliable. Can God trust you? In the midst of storm, are you reliable? Can, can, can your overseer trust you? Can those, can those that have been, you have been worshiping, can they trust you? Or are you the time, immediately a new church comes in town, you jump and then you move to that. And then you lie. You are once a member when you were in Africa, so the church has come here and then you have to jump. There was this lady, within two years, this person have gone to four churches. And I begin to wonder, how come? What are they really looking for? Going from one place to place to place to place. You are not matured. As long as you are not matured, you can never be trusted with anything tangible. May God set us free from immaturity. And just to end up this because of my time, mature Christians are supportive. You see, they support. They stand with you. Just like uh, the uh, uh, when we move to the man. Usually, they don't. They have to put something in their hands, and they, they 
you guys to just join us. Uh, we will be playing some music. Uh, uh, just to fill up the next few minutes before the top of the hour. And after the news, uh, we'll introduce our feature uh, program for today. We're going to be talking about midlife crisis. So stick around. Enjoy the music. Be blessed. And uh, you'll be hearing our voice again soon. God of heaven. 
dear loved ones, when the fearsome news of the corona pandemic broke, public health professionals promptly prescribed three core safety measures to protect each of us against the virus. These are wearing of protective masks, keeping a social distance of 1.5 meters in our households where possible, at church, the market, in shops, or other public spaces, washing our hands regularly with soap or sanitizing our hands with disinfectant gel. It is also advised we stay at home when convenient, get tested free of charge with or without symptoms, and preferably self-isolate when needed. We are no longer in normal times. The things we are used to, the large in-person congregations, the funerals, the parties and the likes have now become super spreaders of the deadly virus. Don't be a doubting Thomas. Coronavirus is real and highly contagious. The interest of the community and society at large will be best served if we all observe the basic safety protocols and refrain from the large gatherings until it becomes safe again for such social activities. Let's be our brother's keeper and celebrate the gallant ones among us, those on the front lines, those in self-isolation to keep the rest of us safe, those battling for their lives, the scientists, the health experts, and importantly too, remember those we have lost and the families grieving. Be part of concerted efforts to stop further spread of the deadly virus and save more lives, protecting one another together against corona. This message is brought to you by the Focus Group on Corona Awareness for the Ghanaian community in Amsterdam and supported by the city of Amsterdam. Like I promised, um, I'll be bringing to you uh, a discussion on midlife crisis. So, so I'm just setting you up. Jesus. 
broadcast shortly. And as you know, this is Radio Voice of Nigeria transmitting to you on 105.2 MHz and 103.8 Kevl. We are starting with our discussion. It's a very exciting and very interesting topic. Midlife crisis, what is it and why should I care? So if you're out there, pick up the phone and give us a call on 020-737-1619. In case you need to know what midlife crisis is all about, we have an expert in the studio, a mother. And not only that, intellectually sound, will be bringing to you all you need to know about midlife crisis. Well, we are starting, and I just want to let you know that midlife crisis is a transition experienced by many people somewhere at the middle of their lives. Sometimes this crisis can be triggered by changes in their lives, such as andropause or menopause the death of parents or other causes of grief, unemployment or underemployment, etc., etc. Approximately 10% of middle-aged adults do go through an age-related midlife crisis. The condition is most common, ranging from the ages of 40 to 60. A large study in the 90s found that the average age at onset of a self-described midlife crisis was 46. Do you see that? So today, we have a professional, a psychologist, in the studio to explain to our listener what this is all about. Now, a little bit to our guest today, knowing or getting to know her, our guest is no other person but Her Excellency, Professor Ruti C. Rono. I popularly call her mommy because she's a role model to me. I don't know about you, but I know to all of us from our country and also from West Africa, every woman that have integrity and that love integrity would cherish this mommy I'm talking about. Ambassador Professor Rono is the incumbent Kenyan ambassador to the Netherlands. She is a professor of psychology and prior to this appointment, she was the Dean of the School of Arts and Science at the United States International University, known as USIU, Nairobi, Kenya. Ambassador Professor Rono holds a PhD in psychology from Kenyatta University in 1992, and then Master's in Education in Educational Foundation from University of Cincinnati, USA in 1980 and B education, Bachelor in Education in Educational Psychology from Bethel College, USA in 1978. You can agree with me that this is really, really a learned mother. <laughs> well, Her Excellency, Professor Mama Ruthie Rono, Welcome to Radio Voice of Niger. Say hello to our listeners, Mama. Thank you. It's an, a good opportunity to be here in the studio today. And thanks, Ma, for the invitation. And uh, good morning, listeners. I'm looking forward to an interesting discussion with you this morning. Mm -hmm. You've heard it by yourself. So, Her Excellency, uh, Ambassador, 
What exactly do they mean by midlife crisis and when does it begin? A midlife crisis is a psychological term that was coined in 1965 by a psychologist called Elliot Chucks that described the period or uh, the age at which we recognize our mortality <laughs> and that is also characterized by changes that we experience that makes us realize that we are actually getting old and according to a well-known psychologist called Eric Erickson mm -hmm. this phenomenon of midlife crisis occurs at the stage that he calls generativity versus stagnation mm -hmm. which is an age where we are supposed to be engaging in a lot of activities to build ourselves and our future generation, our children, and an age where we should be productive. And the failure of realizing that productivity leads us to feel that we are stagnated. So as a result of that, we experience some psychological discomfort that was described therefore as a midlife crisis. And this period basically uh, ranges between the age of 40 to 60. But as you know, each one of us is an individual. Yes. For some people may experience it early at age 40. Mm -hmm. Some people may experience it much later on. Some people may not experience it. Okay. Mainly, why? Because it also depends on our psychological stability. If you have experienced problems, psychological problems before, then it is very likely that you might experience more severe midlife crisis. <coughs> So, uh, Excellency, what are you trying to say? If you have, you said, if people, somebody have experienced problems before, it's likely to experience a midlife crisis? The, Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that the high likelihood, the tendency to have that the midlife crisis severely, severely is more common with people who have had problems in their lives, like people who have had failed relationships or people who have had trauma, abuse, people who have been abandoned, for example, people who have had problems in their marital relationship, or people who have failed uh, in life. When they reach that age, there is a high tendency they would experience um, a midlife crisis. So really, not everybody experiences midlife crisis. Some people do mild midlife crisis. Some people may have more pronounced midlife crisis. Then, if that is the case, from the African perspective, where women go through lots of uh, trauma and uh, what have you, some, uh, some have failed marriages. So, does it mean that uh, those, those people will face lots of uh, midlife crisis? Or are they also facing it ignorantly, without they, even knowing? They may face certain aspects of it, but we as Africans, I think, have a very good social life okay we have a strong family extended family Fact. relationships mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and sometimes as uh, we actually don't appreciate it this kind of um, lifestyle protects us 
from experiencing extreme social isolation, for example. Yes. So even though you, uh, women may have experienced uh, difficult uh, family life, for example, yes. the extended family does provide a support that mediates between having extreme experiences. But having said that, some of the manifestations of these are things like menopause. And yes. many African women uh, may not even know they are going through menopause. They yes. may be having problems which are really menopause related, yes. Yes. which yes. can compound their problems, thus making this stage of development more problematic. Wow. 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 Whoever is out there, you are listening to us. You may give us a call in case you want to react on 020 Professor Ambassador Ruti Rono of Kenya is in the studio live discussing on this important topic, midlife crisis, and what you need to know about it. Wow. Uh, Her Excellency, uh, you made mention about women going through menopause and not even um, uh, being uh, maybe victims to midlife crisis. But you also can agree with me that the, the discussions on menopause are, are like a little bit uh, uh, secretive in the African context. Well, so how would we make, how would we now make these women, uh, how, we, how would we help to let them know that what they are going through as a result of menopause can result to uh, a midlife crisis if discussions like this are not being held? I think it all begins with the whole issue of discussing uh, sexual issues in the African uh, communities. We are bashful, we are kind of like shy to discuss sexual issues openly. And menopause has some sexual aspects to it. And uh, generally, most uh, women who may not be well uh, informed with the biological mechanisms of the body may not understand that the hot flashes they're experiencing, the sw mood swings they may be experiencing, and many other symptoms of menopause is a biological process. Yes. And because they don't understand it's a biological process, yes. it then leads to the creation of psychological uh, mechanisms to cope with it. And sometimes these coping mechanisms may interfere, for example, with their relationships with their husbands, for example, hmm. their moodiness, uh, they may interfere with the way they relate with their children. Yes. So a biological uh, uh, process can lead to social and psychological process without the, the, the woman knowing yes. that really it is a, a normal biological process to yes. go through menopause. Yes. And there are ways of uh, overcoming it, but because of lack of knowledge, they suffer yes. uh, in silence. So yes. it's important to raise awareness exactly. uh, among African women about mm. the fact that menopause is normal. Yes. It's, a, it's a physical, physiological process yes. uh, that is occurring through the changes due to aging. Yes. And um, you can, when you understand it, you are able to deal with it. You are able, for example, to dress lightly. Mm -hmm. You are, you know, able to take um, a certain medication yes. to make it less yes. uh, severe. Yes. And therefore, balance your hormones, wow. making you much more uh, happier and more more relaxed. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, you are blowing my mind. I think, uh, 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 Excellency, Mommy, we are going to talk on that in the next, 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 when you have a little bit of opportunity. Um, now, I want us to talk about uh, what does, what, what does, or uh, when does it begin, and what are the symptoms of, of uh, midlife crisis? 
like have uh, integrated um it begins mainly when we realize for example um that um <clears throat> we are not as very strong and uh, very uh, virile as we used to be for mm -hmm. example mm -hmm. it begins when we realize that um you know for men their their hair is balding or we are developing gray hairs for example or we realize that uh, we are keeping we're gaining weight on and on without you know with, without control for yes. example yes, yes 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 and and so aging the, the symptoms of aging catches us unawares and then we begin to look at our accomplishments where am i have i accomplished what i wanted to do wow. i am growing old i'm you know i'm not young anymore yes have i done the things that i set out to do yes and if i have then i will be very happy i will be more you know comfortable i won't be so much uh, uh stressed over it yes but if i have so much to do so much to achieve or if i feel that my age mates have really gone very far and i'm so much left behind yes in terms of my development um, of myself and my family and uh, my accomplishments then very often we begin to feel inferior we begin to feel mm. unaccomplished and then that is when now we try to compensate by engaging in behavior to try to cover up or to make up mm. for what we are missing for example you may you know realize that you have not really done well you have not got the promotion that you wanted so you begin to put so much work you know time into your work or you begin to lobby and uh, look for ways to advance your career because you feel yes. your that time has, has run out for you yes um when it comes to your children you may feel your children have not really done as well as you you, know, you would like them to do so very often you want to push them you want to to, to uh, uh, put a lot of pressure on them to perform and sometimes our children at this day may be in their adult uh, adolescence years and they don't like it. Yeah. So it creates now a friction between you as a parent and your children because you are pushing them uh, too hard. Um, also, uh, in terms of our physical appearance, you may want to see how you can groom yourself to look to look much better. Although we say in the African context, we are not so much uh, concerned about whether we have grown big and fat yeah. or whether our hair is gray or not. Yeah. But in the modern African woman, these are some of the things that we are beginning to be more concerned about. Exactly. So we begin to look for ways to look younger, you know, to dress better, to dress younger. And, uh, and therefore, the behaviors that you see very often are a means to try and compensate, to make up for the time or the, that we have lost or for the achievements that we have lost. Wow. On the negative side, mm -hmm. we may engage in, in behaviors that may be uh, dangerous to our well-being, like alcoholism, yes. uh, for example, may be one way in which we cope especially when it comes to employment if we feel that our job is not as good as we should yes. or this is also a time you may lose a job mm -hmm. and then as a result of that you can cope with it then you end up you know drinking a lot or for men it's very easy for them to think that uh, you know the, the youth the feeling of youth can be uh, regained by maybe having younger women yes. uh, friends and partners and, and so there are a whole host of uh, negative uh, behaviors that we may engage in in an attempt to comfort ourselves unconsciously to, to be at peace with ourselves regardless of what we have just realized that we are not young anymore or maybe we are not as successful as we think we you know we are making ourselves to be yeah or uh, to make up for a job that we have lost or the promotion we have not uh, attained so drinking 
having you know uh, younger women for example for men uh, women going out of their way to to shop for more expensive things if they can afford you know swing you know swinging moods where we quarrel everybody in sight because we are angry with ourselves so some of the some of the behaviors are, 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 are like that but like i said again if you have a loving uh, family you have yeah. got friends who support you some of these problems can easily be overcome wow my god so these are the symptoms they feel inferior they feel that they have failed if you feel that you have not accomplished what you think you should have exactly compared to your friends and your age mates uh -huh. then you feel inferior you feel a sense of a, a lack of accomplishment then if that is the case our excellency permit me to say that uh, many people who are in the diaspora you know we are here in the diaspora and then some of our mates are busy now in africa becoming one thing or the other and here we are piling up uh, 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 uh age here uh, trying to accumulate some wealth and then you are not there to take care of your uh, business or whatever you are shipping your money or transferring your money to be invested for for you and then many people have had the problem of uh, of uh, of uh, terribly being disappointed because what they shipped down to africa to their relatives was uh, like a nightmare has become like a nightmare they, they couldn't accomplish those things for them so uh, if, if if we live here and then we go back to africa and then we see our counterparts now who have become like governors and become like this and become like that then there will actually be a sense of or maybe it's inferiority complex coming up so, so do you consider that like a midlife crisis there is a possibility it depends actually on what age that that occurs and how the person responds to it i think it is human nature to be disappointed yeah it's human nature if something like that happens to you that mm -hmm. is a human reaction that yeah. is the natural reaction from a person regardless of your age okay however if you are going through the midlife crisis and something like that happens to you then it even becomes much more pronounced because first and foremost your coping mechanisms are not the same when you are younger. Secondly, you are not able to start again. You feel like you are not young anymore. Yes. Can you go back and make all that money again? For a young person, hmm. they will say, well, I have my life ahead of me. Yes. I can make that money again. I yes. can replace it. Yes. So for an older person, it would be very devastating. And it makes the problem even worse because you now look back and say, now, I made that money for so long. Now I'm 55. I'm going to 60. Yes. I don't have the time to make that money again. So yes. it becomes even more um, <clears throat> devastating for the person who is advanced in age. And so as a result, they need to be assisted to come to terms with the loss mm -hmm. and to learn or to come up with alternative ways through which they can address that particular need. Mm -hmm. But I would also like to say that this phenomenon doesn't um, can be avoided if we use the formal channels. Excuse me, Her Excellency. Um, hello, caller. Hello, good morning. Yes, please. Yeah, I want to congratulate the ambassador because uh, he did something this morning and I'm, I'm learning a lot. I'm happy about that. But uh, I want to know, is he also inherited from somebody or can he pass over to somebody the same problem? Your ambassador, have you heard uh, the... Uh... Yes, I've had a question. Um, there, there is no, it's not an inherited problem. It is just a problem of human nature. So long as you are a human being, aging is a process that happens to all of us. 
and the challenges that we face socially are different from one person to another. But going to your question, there is an element that I can say, your tendency, your typical approach to situations, to problems, to challenges, depends on your temperament. And the temperament that you have is inherited. So the, 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 the midlife crisis as such is not really inherited like as a midlife crisis, but your, your way of coping with life's challenges yes. is an aspect of some inheritory uh, characteristics. And also the, the experience that you have had in your social process when you are growing up, how you are taught Yes. to deal with problems mediates or does have an influence on how you respond to the challenges that you feel during the midlife crisis i hope i've uh, answered your question sir wonderful wonderful thank <laughs> you very much you're welcome thank you please and continue to listen those of you who are out there and you feel like giving a call to us on 020-737-1619 to ask Her, um, Her Excellency direct by yourself what you feel concerning this topic, please just feel free to call. <clears throat> and um, as I was saying, um, it, I would urge the Africans who are in the diaspora, if yes. they are investing in projects in their country of origin, mm -hmm. it is always important mm -hmm. to use legally um, known channels to um, invest because we, even in Kenya, we have experiences of uh, members of diaspora investing even through relatives and yes. the relatives do not do what they you ask them to do exactly. and eventually you go home and you find that there is nothing yes so um our government has seen that as a problem for example and they've set up um legal investment institutions which are uh, catering for those uh, interested members of diaspora to yes. invest because it is very devastating when you have sent a lot of money yes. to uh, buy you know real estate yes and then you find eventually that there is nothing or the real estate was bought and it is in some, someone's name and yes. it becomes a real long drawn out court issue so it will help if there are uh, mechanisms that are legally uh, established that can assist members in the diaspora to go through a legal process when they are doing such kind of investments. Exactly, that is very, very good. Yeah. I pray that other uh, African uh, uh, countries will adopt uh, what uh, your, your country have adopted in helping the, those in the diaspora. What kind of what kind of legal systems are available or to help the diasporas in your in in Kenya? We have um, we have found that many of our uh, Kenyans in the diaspora um, tend to invest more in the real estate uh, sector, and therefore, the, uh, all the various uh, different uh, housing um, financial houses have been vetted by government, and they have developed products mm -hmm. that are geared mainly for the diaspora, and they do go out. To different countries where we have a large presence of our diaspora to give them information and to explain to them how the process works what kind of products they have and and also a channel through which their money can be sent to the uh, financial uh, uh, house 
to be able to be used for their investment. So it is the government legally mandated housing or real estate agents, yes. which are financially based, yeah. that have been mandated by the government mm -hmm. to do this. And they are regulated by the government. Uh, and so in this respect, if they would do any uh, a transaction that is not uh, up to par, the government uh, can take legal action against them. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. Wow. So back to our topic. Uh, <clears throat> does midlife crisis problems differ in men and women? First and foremost, the, the way in which uh, men and women respond to the midlife crisis differ. This is because, for example, men are more physically oriented mm -hmm. and men like to um be to be macho to show that they are strong that they are the leaders of their families and and so most of the time the mechanisms through which they cope is to actually show the world that they are these big people oh okay. so um they probably would uh, uh work towards acquiring uh, property that will then show that they are actually very uh, powerful people okay. or in some cases like I said in the, in the, in the extreme negative way they, they, they get the best young woman to marry for example yeah. or for the, for the elite they can buy the modern car Wow. those who can afford to do that yeah. for the for the for the simple person who may not be economically uh, uh, exposed they may engage in such behaviors like you know drink, going on a drinking spree for example marrying a second third wife you know uh, in the village as a way of showing that they are important uh, they are important people for women women tend to be more relationship oriented okay. and very socially oriented so they will engage in behavior that makes them stand out socially either buy that nice new designer outfit for example um, or in in some in in, in some cases um, boast about the achievements of their children to their friends uh, for example uh, on the extreme uh, uh, economically endowed um, buy products that nobody else buys and brag about them. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a sense of trying to show that you are still have. important, you still have it, you know. <laughs> yeah, that you are not aging, that you are not, um, you, know, be, you know, becoming a, a, an old, you know, grandmother for that matter, <laughs> or that you still have influence. But, uh, uh, yeah. Ambassador, yeah. <laughs> Mommy, how does that, how, because you know why I'm laughing, I'm wondering, because anyway, you are really demonstrating the whole thing, yeah. but how does that now become a crisis if, uh, if somebody is trying to look younger than her age? look uh, you know but nice how does that let, let me say this you may find a woman taking all her income and buying <laughs> very expensive things when she cannot put food on the table okay when she when she when she can forego lunch for example yeah just to have that one item yeah because it's very important for her status <laughs> among her friends yes, yes you know for example okay yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> so how how would an average uh, African woman who cannot afford all of these designers clothes and designers shoes how then would they cope up with this crisis or uh, do they not have it oh they do but in their own way in their own way in in in, in Kenya for example um you know women have what we call women groups yeah. in those in those women groups you should listen to the kind of things that women talk about 
every woman will want to show how much they harvested, for example, more than another one. Yeah. How much, how, how well their, their son or their daughter is doing. Those are the things that women oh, will brag about. The boast, yeah. yeah, the boasting, you know, the, the, the bragging about, the bragging about things. But at that local level, like I said, it is easy not to get into this negativity because yeah. the life at the local level, you have a lot of support, you have a lot of extended family, you are loved, you are, you know, you don't wake up alone. So women at the, at the rural level do not manifest these characteristics in the extreme sense because their life is surrounded by all sorts of activities that are communal. They are surrounded by extended family members. Yes. So they don't get so much entrapped into the negative aspects of the midlife crisis. They may realize that they may not be as strong as they were before. They may not. They may. They may be having these these problems with the menopause, for example. Yes. They may be moody, for example. Yes. But most rural women do not engage in extreme negative uh, behavior as a result of midlife crisis because of the nature of the social communal life at the at the rural level. It is mainly the the, the middle class and those who are well endowed financially yeah. who tend to engage in some of these negative. And it is specifically because midlife crisis is really a Western invention. Okay. And it is a Western invention. And since we have caught up in our lifestyles, for example, mm -hmm. in Western ways of, of living, yes. we, have, we have adopted Western standards yeah. of, of uh, beauty, for yeah. example. Yeah, exactly. And Western standards of, 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 uh, of plenty. Yes. Then we are definitely therefore subscribe to those status symptoms, yeah, status exactly. symbols yeah. that are common with Western society. And that is why at that level, you can see the kind of things I'm talking about. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you are really an expert in this topic. And somebody out there listening to us, please give us a call on 020 737 one nine. It is very interesting and very dynamic here in the studio with Professor Ruti Rono of Kenya Embassy, the ambassador of Kenya to the Netherlands. Please give us a call and we will appreciate it. In any of these questions, in, 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 in any of these areas, you feel free to ask her, her excellency herself and she can uh, really uh, do justice to any question you are going to ask regarding to what we are discussing. So, um, have you uh, uh, have you been impacting this knowledge to some of the African uh, organizations or African women uh, clubs? Um, I'm sorry to say that since I've been here, I kind of get caught up so much in so many other uh, activities. But in Kenya, I spend a lot of time uh, even on TV talk shows to talk about this uh, aspect and many yes. other uh, psychological aspects that mm -hmm. affect families, that as affects uh, individuals. And um, I also teach, I used to teach this uh, yes. in the university yes. and uh, have outreach uh, programs and also give therapy uh, to those who may have problems coping with this. So it's, it's something that we have to keep doing, um, raising awareness among people, yeah. among women, among men, so that they understand what is going on in their bodies uh -huh. so that they know how to respond in a positive uh, way to their physiological 
uh, symptoms that they may be experiencing. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, are the proponents of this uh, this uh, this uh, midlife crisis uh, terminology uh, do they uh, now see every uh, rich man uh, in this uh, within this age group? that tries to or maybe buy many cars or try to or drink, not into alcoholism. Do they now, are they trying to let us, make us view them or perceive them as being in their midlife crisis? <laughs> I, I think it takes more, it takes many, in psychology we say one thing alone does not amount to having the problem. You yeah. have to have a series of them. Series you have a them. series of, of, of behaviors, like a man can have many cars, yeah. can have many girlfriends, okay. and changes girlfriends, and is a married man with a family, for example. Terrible, yes. Yes, so that is a sign that this person is it's having happy. a problem. Yes, yeah? yes. So it has, to, it has to have other behaviors yeah. to accompany it mm -hmm. for you to say that this person is really having a crisis, crisis. problem. Um, having cars alone and, and enjoying having cars alone is not necessarily a problem. But it's when it's accompanied by those other behaviors, like being very promiscuous yes. or uh, being, very, you know, um, uh, engaging in a lot of alcoholism, yeah. uh, for example. Yeah. Uh, or for a woman um, going for facials, you know, yes. uh, changing, your, uh, you know, going for uh, facial um, uh, uplifting yes. uh, too many times. Yeah. Uh, that means there's a, there's a problem. Yeah, there's a problem. problem. You're yes. trying to be something that you are not, yes, uh, exactly. for example. Yes. But in the normal way, when you uh, go for a facelift once, yeah. Yeah. that's normal. That's but normal. when it becomes an obsession, yes. then it means there's actually something that is not right with you. Thank you, Mom. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, we'll be taking a short break right now. And uh, even in this break, we still encourage you to give us a call on 020-737-1619. Remember, we don't always have this opportunity where the ambassador will come to the studio at this early mornings to come and be talking to us. So use this opportunity to give us a call and uh, ask any of your questions. And uh, I believe... You'll be blessed. Thank you. Oh, 
Well, don't forget, this is uh, being transmitted to you on 105.2 megahertz ETA and 103.8 cable. Radio Voice of Niger, your popular radio program on Radio Razo. Give us a call as we discuss midlife crisis. What is it and why should I care with Professor Ambassador Rotirono of Kenya Embassy? Well, welcome back to this session, Mom. And uh, we continue with our interview. Um, which, behaviors, which behaviors do victims of midlife crisis exhibit? I think we've discussed that. Yes, we have. Right. Yes, we have. So yeah. how long... Mm -hmm, that's a very good one. How long does the crisis last in men and also in women? <laughs> For men, they last longer, uh, anywhere between two years to ten years. But for women, it's a shorter time, okay. uh, between two to five years. And um, again, I think it also uh, does reflect the lifestyles uh, between men and women. Uh, you remember uh, most women tend to spend more time with the children, with, uh, with, with their mother-in-law, yeah. with their in-laws, and takes care of the in-laws at that stage. Yeah. So she's, she's surrounded more by many people, while the men most of the time are out, uh, um, and, and they tend to be more... Uh, a little bit removed. You know, we women, we talk about our problems. We yeah. are very expressive. When yeah. something is hurting you, you talk about it. Exactly. So women can easily talk through, talk through their problem yeah. and get uh, suggestions on how to solve them. Yeah. But men tend to keep it to themselves and resort to these other behaviors, yes. which, which takes them longer uh, to get out of, out of the problem. So uh, in the extreme case, men can do even, even up to age 60 when they are still uh, experiencing this, uh, this, this life, uh, midlife crisis. Yes. And we encourage men to be open and, 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 and to talk yes. about what they are going through. And yes. that way they can be assisted to, to uh, deal with it. More especially the African men. Oh, yes. Yes. The African men are very macho. They like to act tough. <laughs> they like to act like they don't get bothered, that they are not, uh, don't get emotional. But it means that they bottle everything within themselves. Yes. And when you bottle everything within yourself, yes. then it will come out. But it may come out in negative uh, behavior, which may not be helpful to you and your family. So it's good to find ways of getting help or talking about it. And uh, that, is, that is one of the reasons why men take longer uh, to uh, come out of the, the midlife crisis. So those men who are bullying their families are probably going through this. It is, we call it domestic violence. It is very, it is very likely that uh, this could be one of the reasons that uh, normally leads to uh, abuse of, of, of one spouse uh, because when you have so many problems and you don't or, or when you perceive to have many problems and you don't have a means of uh, dealing with them mm -hmm. then you take it uh, upon those who are closest to you yes and unfortunately and uh, while it would have been much easier if that is talked about and and actually uh, uh, resolved yes yeah so uh, this is gonna be our last question because of our time but what sort of therapy if any is available for people in midlife crisis Actually, the first and uh, most important thing is to always remember that there are alternatives in life. 
that just because, for example, you have lost a job, that's not the end of the world. Okay. Uh, just because you are not as rich or as more more um, endowed uh, with uh, compared to your age mates or to your to your uh, colleagues, it doesn't mean that you are not of value. Yeah. So it is it's it's realizing that there are alternatives in life. Okay. That is the first step. Mm-hmm. Secondly. Mm-hmm. Also, those women, for example, who take on younger wives or younger girlfriends, it is always good to remember that your wife has gone through the same process as you have. You have aged, your wife has aged. Yeah. And your wife is your best friend. Yeah. And so acknowledging that is very, very, very important. Very, very, yes. She is the person whom you have fed for all your life. Yes. And she understands you. Yes. Taking another wife will not take away the crisis that you are going through <laughs> it is just a pacifier but it will probably create more problems for you yes. uh, in the process exactly. so accepting uh, your wife as your helpmate somebody you have grown all together goes a long way in helping you to resolve the problem uh, uh, much faster also uh, accepting the fact that all of us age god created us in a way that one day we are born and one day we grow old and we yes. die. We cannot be 21 years or 29 years forever, accepting aging gracefully and using the opportunity yes, of, your, of, of, of your age, yes. of your experience, of your wisdom, yes. and use that to, to build, yes. to impart, impart to the us. generation yes. that you are actually molding for the future. Yes. So take that as an opportunity. You are an elder, you are, you are an experienced person. Yes. That is a positive thing. Yes. And using it to, uh, as, as a means of yes. training and bringing up the, the generation. That, that is a fulfillment. That can bring fulfillment to you it's true. As, as an individual. Yes. And then also, buying toys, buying toys. will not take away the problem. It will make your pocket, uh, put holes in your pocket. It will make you your money less, but it will not take away the pain in your heart. So building your family, spending time with your family, going away with your wife and having some good time together yes. are opportunities that will enable you to overcome some of these problems. And when you are not able to, yes. when you get into alcoholism, for yes. example, yes or the behaviors that you have no control over, it is always good to go to a, a psychologist or a therapist yeah. that can help you examine the problems that you are going through in a, in, in, a, in a positive and neutral way and look for solutions on how you can be able to get back on track. Otherwise, there is no problem that cannot be solved. Midlife crisis problems uh, we create because of how we are feeling or how we are seeing the world. Yes. But once we, we acknowledge First and foremost, that this is just a phase, yes. and the phase will end. Yeah, we will be able to seek help when you cannot cope anymore. Wow. There is always help. Yes, when you cannot cope. Yes, but otherwise, being realistic, embracing your family, is very important. Hmm. 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 So, uh, Her Excellency, what is your final word of advice to our listeners out there who must have heard us this morning? My final message is that we need to acknowledge that midlife crisis, changes that happens to us in our midlife are natural, physical, psychological processes, Mm -hmm. and we should accept them, understand them, and deal with them through getting help from those who are close to us, who who love us, Mm -hmm. and when we are defeated, 
then we seek psychological help. For menopause, you can always get medical care yes. to get rid of the menopausal problems that may uh, make the midlife crisis uh, more Very difficult. Yes. yes. But otherwise, we are human. And because we are human, we experience that time in our lives when we age and we accept aging as a positive aspect. Yes. Yes. Wow. Thank you, Her Excellency. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mommy. Thank you for being with us this morning. May God richly bless you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure for me to be here. Thank you, too. Thank Thanks, you. listeners. Thank you. Yeah.
We'll be starting our broadcast shortly, and as you know, this is Radio Voice of Niger transmitting to you on 105.2 MHz and 103.8 Kevl. We are starting with our discussion. It's a very exciting and very interesting topic, midlife crisis, what is it and why should I care? So if you're out there, pick up the phone and give us a call on 020-737-1619 in case you need to know what midlife crisis is all about. We have an expert in the studio, a mother, and not only that, intellectually sound, will be bringing to you all you need to know about midlife crisis. Well, we are starting, and I just want to let you know that midlife crisis is a transition experienced by many people somewhere at the middle of their lives. Sometimes this crisis can be triggered by changes in their lives, such as anthropause or menopause the death of parents or other causes of grief, unemployment or underemployment, etc., etc. Approximately 10% of middle-aged adults do go through an age-related midlife crisis. The condition is most common, ranging from the ages of 40 to 60. A large study in the 90s found that the average age at onset of a self-described midlife crisis was 46. Do you see that? So today, we have a professional, a psychologist, in the studio to explain to our listener what this is all about. Now, a little bit to our guest today, knowing or getting to know her, our guest is no other person but Her Excellency Professor Ruthie C. Rono. I popularly call her mommy because she's a role model to me. I don't know about you, but I know to all of us from our country and also from West Africa, every woman that have integrity and that love integrity would cherish this mommy I'm talking about. Ambassador Professor Rono is the incumbent Kenyan ambassador to the Netherlands. She is a professor of psychology and prior to this appointment, she was the Dean of the School of Arts and Science at the United States International University, known as USIU, Nairobi, Kenya. Ambassador Professor Rono holds a PhD in psychology from Kenyatta University in 1992, and then Masters in Education in Educational Foundation from University of Cincinnati, USA in 1980 and B education, Bachelor in Education in Educational Psychology from Bethel College, USA in 1978. You can agree with me that this is really, really a learned mother. <laughs> well, Her Excellency, Professor Mama Ruthie Rono, Welcome to Radio Voice of Niger. Say hello to our listeners, Mama. Thank you. It's an, a good opportunity to be here in the studio today. And thanks, Ma, for the invitation. And uh, good morning, listeners. I'm looking forward to an interesting discussion with you this morning. 
Mm-hmm. You've heard it by yourself. So, Her Excellency, uh, Ambassador, what exactly do they mean by midlife crisis and when does it begin? A midlife crisis is a psychological term that was coined in 1965 by a psychologist called Elliot Chucks that described the period or uh, the age at which we recognize our mortality <laughs> and that is also characterized by changes that we experience that makes us realize that we are actually getting old and according to 